We'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for September 28th, 2020. And uh, again, today we've got mm, so much material, I don't know if I'll be able to cover it all. A lot of breaking things going on. Uh, the first thing that we're actually going to get through after the prayers and, and uh, a, uh, another thing I'm going to play, uh, we're going to be talking about what just happened in Washington, Washington D.C. regarding the Franklin Graham Jonathan Conjob uh, gigantic Christian gathering, prayer gathering that they just had in Washington D.C. And we're going to be going into that really not probably as in depth as possible because the reports that I'm that I got are just kind of breaking coming out of that. And um, the initial report that was released is like over three hours long. So I kind of tried to get in there and, and just kind of hit some of the high points. But I wanted to try to present that information uh, first so that you would understand kind of what's going on there and what just happened in Washington, D.C. Now, before we get into that, we're rotating our prayers like we normally do, the, the spiritual warfare prayers. And this is the prayer from... Um, <clears throat> my uh well deliverance minister longtime friend and listener uh pete from tasmania him and his wife do deliverance have a deliverance ministry and he said this to me a long time ago i pray this prayer probably <clears throat> i try like two to three times a week sometimes i don't always get to it that as much as i would like to but i also believe this is um a very powerful prayer and then that's it's a powerful prayer against witchcraft with fasting even more powerful the prayer can shut down witches and satanists and so this is a very good thing to add into your prayers <clears throat> might be something that you want to print out and just keep in your bible i would advise to do that with all the prayer points now the, the first prayer points in the pdf for every week that i release and I, sometimes I update them and sometimes I don't because sometimes the information is kind of the same stuff, just different flavor, more updated things. Uh, but I try to keep those updated. And th so those change a little bit. These other prayers will not be changing really. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and just lead us in prayer here. And like I said, if really before you, you pray prayers like this, I would do like a Lord's type lord's prayer you know jesus said when you pray pray this way some type of pattern of that putting on the full armor of god praying like psalm 64 because these types of prayers although they're very offensive um <clears throat> will also make you a target for the dark side most people that would identify themselves as christians are not doing this it doesn't mean we're better it just means that we're doing something that the bible talks about doing that very few Christians are doing. And because those very few Christians are doing something like this, you're going to be more of a target. But that's a good thing, because if we're not a target of Satan, that means we're probably not doing a whole lot for God. <clears throat> so anyway, let's go ahead and, and I'll lead us in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we plead the precious, uncorruptible blood of Jesus over the body of Christ, the innocent, ourselves, 
our families, and everything that belongs to us. We ask for your giant warrior angels or whatever kinds of angels are necessary to be loosed from heaven to surround and protect us. As your war club and weapons of war, we break down, undam, and blow up all walls of protection around all witches, warlocks, wizards, satanists, and the like. And we break the power of all curses, hexes, vexes, spells, charms, fetishes, psychic prayers, psychic thought, all witchcraft, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, prayer chains, and everything else being sent to the body of Christ, the innocent, um, our way or our family members' ways. And we return it and the demons and the devils and the evil entities and the fallen angels to the senders right now, sevenfold, and we bind and we bind it to them by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that these lost souls will find the light of your son Jesus. Their own snares and traps have now been set against themselves. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we now loose them from all mind control of Satan. Father, we also ask that you bind the Holy Spirit to their hearts as a guide to your son Jesus, so that they may, so that they may be set free from the bondages of Satan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> now, before we go... Uh, kind of into what we're going to be talking about with um well i'm gonna talk about ruth ruth bader uh, ginsburg ruth darth vader ginsburg sorry and um we're going to talk about that as well this is a clip from uh, david wilkerson what they don't tell you wolves in sheep's clothing um i'm going to play mm, about 14 and a half minutes of this and uh, just for good reminders um some of this may be some new information for you and uh Go ahead and roll this now. So what it says at the very start, the video is intended to expose false teachings and church Bible illiteracy in the present days. If you're trying to seek Christ sincerely and have a personal relationship with him, we strongly encourage you grab your Bible and read it daily. Uh, get on your knees. I would add to that make sure it's a king james get, get on your knees and run from churches that preach a cotton candy gospel the house of god in the last days is going to be under reproach there's going to be shame and disgrace in the house of god now, we're not talking about the backslidden... Now, they're showing all kind of things in the background. Um, I mean, they've already showed so many pictures already. Uh, two full-grown men, like they look to be in their 50s at least, getting married in a, at a church where the, the guy's wearing a priest collar, but he's got a gay... Like, you know those, those things they put around their necks, the, a lot of the... the priests in them do and, and some people in the churches those i don't know <clears throat> sash things that they wear around their neck well it's a gay pride flag i mean all manner of abominations that go on in the church let, let me just back this up here here's a transgender with other transgenders dancing in a church clear i mean it's the pipe organs there and everything usually that's catholic um with gay gigantic gay banners there's a gay banner hanging off the um the pulpit i mean they're dressed totally inappropriately these transgender devils i, I mean you just can't even you can't even imagine what's what's passed off in the church um then you know a gay 
parade where you know it shows a uh, i guess a gay priest god is love with a gay flag thing and you know middle collegiate church they've got a gigantic thing in the gay parade where they're like a big um <clears throat> looks like i don't know some type of gigantic tractor trailer towing this thing that says middle collegiate church uh inclusive and you know they're glorying in their shame what is what the bible says the things that they should be ashamed of they're glorying in them and this is kind of going back to even romans one you can read that particularly the last part of the chapter the second half and, and it gets a lot into what is going on in today's day and age here um and then there's some gay dude preaching in front of some hillhurst united church with you know candles burning in the in the in the the colors of the gay flag i mean they just got to shove it down your throat every way possible here's the transgenders dancing at the church here's these two gay guys getting married i'm not talking about the kind of church in san francisco called glide memorial united methodist church that's recently taken the cross and they're showing all these drag queens and literally oh wow this is unbelievable church supporting lgbt community drag me to church there's a drag guy um you know the the a guy that's acting trying to act like a woman up on stage doing his his uh disgusting devil dance up on stage and there's literally parishioners in this church with dollar bills in their hand waving them like we want to we want to give you money like at a strip club so this is just commonplace now in i guess a lot of the churches because they said jesus isn't all of us and we are the cross it's a church that glorifies homosexuality and abortion oh my word then there's a there's a sign this is unbelievable i wow it shows hands like coming up and releasing a dove a white dove like the holy spirit and then above that and this is out this looks like i don't know i think this is in a parade and it says thank god for abortion with these hands releasing the the holy spirit like the dove thank god for abortion Man, you've got to be so demon-possessed to the toenails. You've got to be so given over a reprobate mind. You have to have your conscience so seared with a hot iron that you can't even see straight to actually put out something like this. You talk about no fear of God. And that's the, one of the biggest problems. There's, a, there's almost zero fear of God in most churches. He's the big guy in the sky, the heavenly bellhop, and, you know, we can give any interpretation of what we believe God to be. And, you know, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And all these people are trusting in their own heart is that at the end of the day, they've all created their own little image or religion of what they perceive God to be. It has nothing to do with what the scriptures say. Nothing at all. I mean, when you have thank God for abortion, you know you're pretty much deviating from anything scriptural, biblical. They could care less about what the Bible says. And it is an... It is they've got the, then they've got the coexist sign that you'll see on people's bumper stickers where it has the Star of Islam and then the, the peace symbol, which is actually 
a very, very satanic symbol. And then some other symbol I'm not even aware of. Uh, and then the hexagram from the, um, you know, it's not the Star of David. If anything more, it's, it's the Star of Remfam. I've done whole teachings on the hexagram. You know, that's in the church too. I mean, it just, any kind of evil debauchery they can bring into the church, that's what's happening now in a lot of places. Church, an apostate church. I'm I mean, the, Reverend Denise Barnes. Now, it's a guy who's got pink and purple hair with a priest collar on. But it's obviously some transgender guy. United Methodist Church of Hollywood. Yeah, I guess what would you expect for Hollywood? It's just, it's, it's incomprehensible. Talking about churches where the minister doesn't believe in Christ anymore, doesn't believe in heaven, doesn't believe in hell. I'm not talking about that apostate church, the, the metropolitan community church, the homosexual denomination. I'm not talking about that church. Folks, some of the worst blasphemy in the world is not coming from atheists. It's coming from the pulpits and the pens of yep. backslidden, ungodly preachers. God is looking for a people who will sorrow and grieve over the reproach that is being uh, fostered on the church of Jesus Christ in these last days. I'm talking about the church that was born at Pentecost. I'm talking about the church that was born in the teaching of the Apostle Paul and the Apostles. The church born in the doctrine of the Godhead of Jesus Christ. That church, that born-again church is under attack. That born-again church is suffering reproach. It's been prophesied that in this day of reproach of shame and disgrace, God is going to raise up a holy remnant who are going to grieve and weep over this defilement. A people to whom the reproach of it has become to them a burden. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly. God said, I'm going to have a remnant who are not just going to sit idly by while all of these things invade the church. I'm going to have a people that are not going to be satisfied to go their merry way and just ignore what is happening as charlatans and money-mad prophets, false prophets are coming. And, and I hope that's what this ministry has been devoted to, exposing this wickedness that's going on in the world and in the, in the church. The house of God and destroying everything in sight. He said, no, I'm going to gather a people who grieve over this. I'm going to have a people who take They're it. They're showing all these charlatan devil televangelist guys with all their greed and wealth thing. And, and um, I mean, it's so wicked and evil, you can't even comprehend it. Burden. We've seen many, many children healed. We've seen midgets grow. We've seen arms and legs that stop growing. Because Robert Tilt, Robert Tillon? Growth cells that stop. I don't make this stuff up. Oh, yeah, right. As surely as I'm speaking by the Spirit of God, that is a word for a person right now. That is God penetrating your heart. It's burning on the inside of you, and you need to make a vow of faith of $1,000. Oh, Bob, couldn't you say 25 No! Because they don't have that old programming of religion. Well, this isn't the way we do it in my church. Forget your church. I'm talking about what God says. And if you want the kind of miracles that are in the Bible, you're going to have to do what God said to do. And that's give you, give this devil a thousand dollars. Because it's in the Bible.
Uh, all I could really say when I see something like that is, is send me, God. Make me your battle axe and weapons of war, like the Bible talks about. Make me your battle axe and weapons of war. If, if it be possible. If I, if, not, not that I'm even worthy of doing that. Not that I'm even worthy. But if it be, if it be your will, Lord. This needs to be judged. This needs to be stomped out and exposed. This level of wickedness is, is so hard to comprehend. But it's commonplace now. Satan gave me this mess. I mean, <laughs> Satan gave me this message. The, a little moment of clarity there. A little moment of truth. That's the same Robert Tillen guy. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Most beautiful thing on earth is a hundred dollar bill. I ain't seen a woman as good looking as a hundred dollar bill. Oh, There's something about a hundred dollar bill that excites you. The whole oh wow, who is this linebacker? Mike Murdoch. He said, I can get money to you anywhere you are. I can get money to you anywhere you are. Let me tell you, this $1,000 seed is breaking the shackles. It's well, they love that $1,000 seed. It's a totally different guy saying this. That you could, if, if you had all the instances where this happened, you could have probably a month of just back to back to back to back, 24-7 hours a day. When you, when you factor in TBN and all the other devil um, things out there. You, you, I mean... These guys are Luciferians, just so you know. They're not just deceived. The vast, vast majority of them are not just deceived. They are closet Luciferians posing as Christian ministers in order to deceive the masses of Christianity, which is the norm. Deception now is 100% the norm. Because... For the most part, the church has abandoned holiness. They've abandoned any concept of the fear of God. You know, they've said, take away this Jesus and, and bring us someone else. <laughs> we don't want to hear hard words. We, don't, we want our ears tickled. Bible alludes to all these things that I'm talking about here. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And that's nowhere more true as in the modern day church evil men and seducers are growing which is waxing worse and worse deceiving so they're deceiving the flock and they themselves are deceived and a lot of them are just flat out luciferians now there's a video you can go access on youtube the toronto blessing unmasked which i believe i at least uh, I was one of the last ones to actually have those tapes. I, I got those tapes sent to me right before they stopped making them. It's about 20 hours of footage where it slows down like the tongues that Benny Hinn and Kenneth Copeland and, and uh, Hagen and, and a lot of these guys, Rodney Howard Brown, that they, that they are uh, praying and it will reverse them and um, they, you do back... Uh, <clears throat> back masking where you play it backwards a lot of times and you'll you'll hear the satanic message it's 20 hours of this 20 hours when i was in the pentecostal church i 
came out of it. I went to the, I, I had a lady give me a tape on, um, a dear friend of mine, Linda. She gave me a tape. Um, it was from Gail Ripplinger. Now Gail Ripplinger, unfortunately is kind of, I don't recommend her anymore. Um, you can key in the keyword search box. I think she let pride kind of come in or something there. Cause man, she really, uh, anyway, um, but she wrote a book called New Age, I think New Age Bible Versions. It was a very good book. Excellent book. I'd still recommend that book. I just don't recommend Gail Ripplinger anymore. Um, and you can actually probably key in Gail Ripplinger at contendingfortruth.com if you want to know why. Because it's been a little while back that that all happened. Anyway, when she first came out, I just feel like she had a, a lot of humility on her. And then pride came in. It, it seemed abundantly clear. But she did a really good job with that first book exposing the new age bible versions and um i got a tape on her speaking on the new age bible verses from this lady who was actually in the pentecostal church she was a patient of mine even back in the day uh probably i don't even know what year that would have been uh probably like 98 and it was on gail ripplinger and it was really really good and then it got me to read the book and then i went to my pastor at uh i think it was kingsway christian center Cape Coral, Florida, very, very hyper charismatic church. Cause I kind of equated that with zeal, you know, and, um, I gave it to the pastor and he, as soon as he saw Gail Ripley, she's oh, she, she causes division among the bread. He didn't want to look at it. It didn't matter if it, there was truth in it or whatever. And, um, we kind of went back and forth some, and then I ended up leaving the church. And I can remember Pastor Corden shaking my hand and saying, don't let the devil throw you a curveball. And I looked him right back in the eye and said, don't worry, I won't. <laughs> You're the one that's been throwing the curveball. Uh, I'm pretty sure he got caught in some really bad stuff later. Um, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I'm pretty, I, I remember. Um, it was not just him, but other people in that church. It's The charismatic churches are more ripe for that type of, for problems to enter in. As I got to know so many of the most on-fire people in the charismatic church, they were the most messed up um, people I had ever been around in my life. I saw stuff that, that, looking back in retrospect, that was going on in the charismatic church. Now, and these were the... <laughs> You know, these were the ones that were the most on fire at a very hyper charismatic church that I was at, at the biggest charismatic church in Cape Coral, Florida, which is a pretty big town. And I, I don't even want to get into all the stuff that, that I, I mean, it was just put in my lap. I wasn't trying, I, I could, I wasn't trying to like spy on anybody or, or, or get the goods on anybody, man, it was all put in my lap. I couldn't get away from it. And I'm talking stuff of a very very uh sexual promiscuous origin and you name it adultery and um i mean gay pornography and and i mean you you can't even and i didn't go looking for it it just fell in my lap and i had about i don't know 10 or 12 people that followed me out because i was doing a i was doing a wednesday night bible study and i started introducing this stuff about the King James Bible in there. And it wasn't until I actually got a hold of the, of the King James Bible 
be in the word of God that I actually got my eyes open to what was going on in the charismatic church. Then God started showing me more because I think the word is foundational. And you know, every you, you'd go in there and open your Bibles and he's be reading out of one version, the, the pastor, and then everyone else had their version, whatever they liked. And you can't really follow along because whatever he's saying is totally different than what you're reading. Not totally different, but it's different. And God is not the author of confusion. And it is confusion. There's over, there's, I, I believe there's hundreds now of different versions. We always think of like NIV and ASV and whatever, living, but there's actually hundreds. And a lot of them just keep getting more degenerate and more degenerate and more degenerate. Now, if you don't know about this, just key in King James or KJV in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done tons and tons of studies on that subject. But that was what opened my eyes to the apostasy that was going on. It was like apostasy I didn't see before. Now, all of a sudden, I got it open. And then I found out about this 20 hours of tapes I mentioned where it was, you know, Benny Hinn and Kenneth Copeland and, and Hagen and... Um, Rodney Howard Brown, Holy Ghost bartender. He's still, they're all still around, I'm pretty sure. I don't, I, Hagen, I think, died, but um, probably this Mike Murdoch guy. And it, it's, it's, it kind of caught them saying stuff, like when they didn't think they were on camera. It's, it slowed down their tongues. It reversed their tongues. It, it, when you came away from that 20 hours of footage, you could come to no other conclusion that these guys are not just deceived, but they are Satanists. They are wolves among the sheep put there on purpose by design, by their coven, by their master Satan in order to deceive the maximum amount of Christians and make sure they get into hell or at bare minimum bear no fruit for Christ at all. Get them in all this money doctrine, money, 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 money. Well, the love of money is the root of all evil. Can you imagine if, if I came on here so you got I gotta have a thousand dollar donations multiple can you imagine? I would tell you all to run from me. You've never heard me beg for money. Ever. I, I I've had some times where I've mentioned certain things about, you know, pray for our finances, things like that. But there that's very, very few and far between. But that's about all you'll ever hear me say. I will never in the name of Jesus Christ, go in. If if I have to start doing that, I need to get out of ministry. I need to just go and do whatever God needs me to do. Um, and these 10 people followed me out, 10 or 12. And um, I showed them the King James thing. And I and they were all on board. They, they couldn't believe the 20 hours of footage. And, I, and within though... I would say two years, they were all back in the charismatic church. As far as I knew, every one of them. Because it has such a appeal and allure to the flesh. The charismatic church does. I'm telling you, I've been there. It's totally different environment in the independent fundamental King James only Baptist church, which was the which I went from there to that, which is you couldn't get any more polar opposite. Now they have their they have their own set of horrible problems in there, but a lot of their uh, it's 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 funny. It's not that I'm saying that it was all negative in the charismatic church. I'm not saying that. I think there were some people in there really truly love the Lord, but they were unfortunately they were being deceived by a lot of the different you know the pastor and the speakers and. 
people they were putting themselves under. And the Bible says, while they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. When you go and you sit under a charismatic preacher or any false preacher, they are bringing you into bondage, but they're chains that you cannot see because it's spiritual. That's why I'm saying, you know, just be very, very careful about where, what headship, especially now, you know, what headship you're putting yourself under. I mean, it's, it's like a, the churches are like landmines. I mean, you just got to be super, super careful. And again, if they're, if they're yoked up with the government with a 501c3 status, and the government gave that church their right to exist, and in order to do that, they've got to abide by guidelines that many of them are totally anti-biblical in order to maintain that 501c3 status. You know, for me, that's a deal breaker. And I tried other churches after and after and after, and then, you know, you've heard all those testimonies I've said. And I'm not, I'm not telling you not to go to a church, okay? Because I don't want to act like I'm speaking on behalf of God, because there may be exceptions in certain things where, you know, a person is somewhere and God wants them there for, you know, a reason for a season. I just don't want anybody to get deceived by, by being under the wrong type of headship. So what I'd say to people is pray and fast about it. Because I'm not God. And, and if God's telling you to, if you feel a strong conviction, God's moving you in a particular direction. You know, you might, some people may be, and that's what I started doing toward the end there. I would actually go to a lot of these me i mean if you haven't heard my teaching on um todd uh todd bentley where we went there and we went to his and, and that that was one of the biggest things in all of charismania to happen in the last 20 years todd bentley that clown that devil clown that was deceiving we went to his um just kidding todd bentley in, in the keyword search box. T-O-D-D, Bentley. Um, just how it sounds. And we, uh, a friend of mine, Doug and I, we went there and, and prayed pretty much the whole day. He wasn't even there that day at, at his, he had, it got so big, they had to move it out of this one place and it went to like an airfield, like a private airfield where they had this big building in there. And we pray, I mean, we saw some of the craziest stuff. And I, I mean, I've been in Charismania. We saw some of the craziest stuff that day we prayed pretty much most of that day and then we ended up leaving and then that week todd bentley all this stuff broke about him where he was cheating on his wife and then he came out and openly admitted it and, and there was other stuff that happened and he had to step down as as bad as he was as, as insane as it was so bad that even he had to step down and i don't think he's ever been the same since i know he's still around but i don't think he's it's not anywhere near what it was before and that was the exact that was the next five days after we left praying there two two men going to pray now i'm saying i'm not saying woman couldn't have come um and prayed with us but it was just how it worked out that was one of the most amazing things i've ever seen ever in all my years of ministry i mean just and that's why I, I think I'm not going to tell you if you're if you're called to go and pray against these things, to sit in these services, but just understand, you know, you really want to do all the things I'm talking about. Where praying Psalm 64, putting on the full armor of God, making sure you're called. You probably want to pray and fast before you even think about doing something like that. It's better to go with 
more than one person because you know you know three four cord is cord is not easily broken if one could put a thousand to flight two could put ten thousand there's a lot of scriptural principles with that so everybody's in different positions we're all different positions in the body of christ and you know i just want to make sure you're doing what god wants you to do that's my biggest thing um but yeah within within about two years every single one of them was back in the charismatic church been full deception charismatic charismania mode so that's been my experience it's it's very very powerful the the lust of the flesh the carnality of the charismatic church and once that gets us and, and not only that but i really believe that if you come out of that you really need to pursue deliverance from these charismatic devils that you were in agreement with and i think that's a big reason they went back now granted i don't even know if i pursued it i just feel like i had enough god had convicted me so heavily about this it was so obvious that there's no way i'm going back into this and i really wasn't in the charismatic church that long is the bottom line it wasn't like i had been in there 14 years I, it was like this all took place in a pretty mm, i don't even know if it was a year so i, I probably didn't have maybe the level of infestation <laughs> that probably the others might have had i don't know but um i would i would definitely pursue you know and, and really that's coming out of any any kind of denomination because denominations there's no bible for denominations the bible speaks against it clearly it says you know one saith i am of, of apollos and one saith i am of paul meaning paul led me to the lord well apollos led me to the lord and i'm of that ilk of christianity i'm better than you well no i'm better than you because i'm of apollos and then some other sect or whatever the Bible condemns that. Yeah, it was it was it was a First Corinthians, um, and it says First Corinthians one eleven. For it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Now this I say that every one of you saith, I am I am of Paul, I am of Apollos, I am of Cephas, I am of Christ. Meaning Christ led me to the Lord, Cephas led me to the Lord. I'm just giving you the interpretation apollos led me to the lord so that you see how clicks are forming and this is the very earliest part now granted corinthians is kind of a rebuke of the corinthian church i just went by a, it was taylor was with me and we were driving down the road and i go by this it's like the the uh church of Cor corinth and i'm like why would you name your church the church of corinth they were like the carnal church that got rebuked in the bible it's like even worse than that there was one in fort myers where i was from and it was the <laughs> um mount herman baptist mount herman now granted then you get into the book of enoch but mount herman is mentioned in the book of enoch where the where the angels actually fell on mount herman i've done a whole study on that i mean a big big study on proving that thing out and i think that's exactly where the first falling and i don't mean when when satan fell originally this is when the they fell during noah's day genesis 6 this was um when they went after women okay so but that was in mount herman baptist and i'm like oh wow really where are you guys researching this at all anyway he, it goes on to say and i'll just say the last sentence again now this i say that every one of you that saith, i am of paul i am of apollos i am of cephas i am of christ is christ divided 
was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? In other words, it's almost getting sarcastic here. It's like, well, obviously, no. You know, Christ is not divided. Paul wasn't crucified for me. I wasn't baptized in the name of Paul. I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I baptized in my own name. Um, and the thing is, is that they're saying this is bad. They're having divisions in the body of Christ over who led them to the Lord or who baptized them. That's, and that's the, this is the start of the modern day denominational system. This is where you start seeing its ugly head rear itself. Satan is behind this verse. I am of Paul. I am of Paul. What is behind that? Pride. Pride. Which was essentially the first sin in the Bible. It's the most deadly of the seven deadly sins because pride blinds you. You don't think you're doing anything wrong if you're proud. Well, um, bless God. I mean, that was probably the biggest problem with the independent fundamental Baptists that I saw. More so than even the, the Pentecostals. And again, I'm not saying they didn't have pride issues. But the, the independent fundamental King James only unincorporated Baptists, now I, you could apply that to them. I've been around that way longer than I was around the actual Charismania movement. And I think God had me in all these movements to just show me and be, when I did start my ministry, I would have a very, very tremendous knowledge. I mean, uh, New age, grew up new age with my mom. I mean, have yoga, new age shoved down my throat since I was a little kid. And then I, I went to a Lutheran middle school. Um, I went to a Catholic high school. Um, uh, my mom's side was Catholic and, um, my dad's side was more just, well, my grandma and grandpa were Presbyterian. So I went to their church some, I mean, man, I, I, I ran the gamut, but again, all that's a good thing. I went through all that because I think I have more of a more of a um, knowledge base to help my listeners uh, because I have been through all that stuff. I, you know, it's <laughs> I've had a, quite a cross section of of um, religion in my life. But this is of the devil when you start doing this, and that's why I say the denominational systems are essentially of the devil. And when whereas it's almost always the case in any denomination. They think they're the only ones doing it right. And they're proud because they're either a Baptist or they're a charismatic or, or they're a Presbyterian or whatever. They're the only ones that have it all figured out. And again, what's the root of all that pride? So, um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. Because it's it really, it's really um, relates heavily to this little audio that we're listening to here the shackles it's breaking the chains and to me a thousand dollar seat is proof that you have conquered greed <laughs> my sister i know you've been reading the bible but this is leroy thompson as long as we say it's laid up the wicked gonna keep it but god says time for us to tell that money you don't belong to the wicked you belong to us and i want you to get in the right place money coming to me now oh my so he does this thing where he puts his hand in and he's got all of his little yes men that are all in priest collars. This is a black church. It's go white, black, it don't matter, okay? It goes on in all these churches. And they they they, they put their hand in and all, all his his black priest guys there with their collars on and their purple shirts that look like weird Catholic priests all put their hand in and they, money, come to us now. And then they pull it in and it's like, you gotta be kidding me. 
but this is normal in a lot of churches. And my people love to have it so, as the Bible says, regarding this exact thing. I've read those verses over and over again. I, that, I think it's in Isaiah. My bills are being paid tonight. My money is coming to me tonight. I deny being broke. I'll never be broke another day. They're not going to be complacent anymore. If you truly love the Lord and you love his church, you cannot look honestly at what's happening today. And I'm going to name these reproaches this morning. And if after you showing this guy, Carl Lentz, I mean, this guy looks like he's like a, uh, he just, he, he looks like he's trying to get on the cover of GQ or something. Just the way he's dressed, the way he presents himself. He's the pastor of Hillsong church in New York city. So this is like, I've done all kinds of stuff on Hillsong. I mean, this is like ground zero for he's on the view. And you know, if you can go on the view and not in have all those, witches on the view be in agreement with you well then you know that you're you're um uh, uh, beyond an apostate hear what i have to say about this reproach and you can walk out of this church and you can say well i i just stand on here's here's oprah interviewing joel osteen i mean two satanic peas in a pod now that verse that i was i talked to you about was um a wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land the prophets prophesy falsely and the priests bear rule by their means, which is the norm now. And my people love to have it so. And when you see all these people up there going along with all the money stuff and screaming and going crazy and thinking they're going to get rich if, if they send in their whatever and, and going along with whatever their apostate devil uh, preachers telling them. My people love to have it so, and what will you do in the end thereof? And it says, shall not I visit for these things? Well, the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. So, I mean, it's just, we're probably right on the cusp um, of God visiting us and visiting those that are in these apostate institutions. And I think that's why the Bible says, wherefore come out from among her and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Okay, where it talks about that and um that's that's to the church and that's why i'm so reluctant to say oh yeah go to this church because you know <laughs> the most of them are all 99.9 percent of them all 501c3 number one and there's so much bad doctrine and there's so much leaven and there's so much apostasy i I'm, i i just say you know you that's between you and god pray and fast about it read the word of god you know, if you go to these places, make sure you're comparing everything that they're saying with the word of God. And if they, you know, if you go in there and they're like, ah, whatever, NMV is the same as KJV. And, and we're going to bring in all of our worldly programs. And we're going to let transgenders dance around and we're going to emphasize money. And we're going to do whatever the government tells us to do. Wear your mask, uh, be COVID compliant, take your vaccines when that come. Because we go by Romans 13, meaning whatever the government says to do, you do that no matter how un, how corrupt and how evil it is. And the Bible doesn't say that, but they corrupt and twist it. Again, key in Romans 13 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Done whole studies on that. But all the stuff that I just said is, is the norm in, in, I would say, the vast majority of churches, at least to one extent or another. Maybe not every single aspect, but, but a lot of it is pretty much what you would expect. And it says, 
saith the Lord, shall not my soul be avenged on such a nation as this? Now, I don't know any place on the planet as far as a nation goes on earth where the church is more apostate. And I mean, okay, maybe it's really bad in Canada. I'm sure it is. But we've got so many more churches probably than Canada does. Just from a population standpoint. I'm sure it's, it's super bad in the UK. Probably even worse, more lukewarm even there. But we've probably got more as far as quantity goes. And we've been one of the main countries that has have um, uh, transported this across the seas. Now, I, I also believe that um, the true church movements and the good ministries that we have that have sent good missionaries out there, I also believe we've done probably more good than any, than any other nation from a Christian standpoint if you look at like the last couple hundred years. Okay, so I'm not just saying everything America's put out is all wicked and evil, but it's just the problem is, is it's getting so much worse, so much more leaven coming in, so much more of the church aligning with whatever the government mandates and dictates are that, that you have to kind of watch out for. All right, let's go back to this. On Matthew the 18th chapter, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. I'm not going to worry about it. God has everything under control. That's not enough. God uses people. God uses people to perform his work. He doesn't send angels. Angels weep over it, but God doesn't use angels to accomplish his purposes. He uses burdened, brokenhearted, weeping men and women. Joel is saying judgment is at the door. Jesus is coming. The day of the Lord's at hand. Wake up, elders. Wake up, pastors. Wake now, just so you know, when it says a wonderful and horrible thing is committed in the land, with the Bible, a lot of times, especially the King James, one word will actually help define another. Um, in this particular context, the word wonderful is um, translated from the uh, Hebrew word, well, I'll just let you hear it. Strong's H8047, Shema, Shema. Shema. Okay. So it's translated from that word, the word wonderful, but it's it's used at 13 times as the word astonishment in the Old Testament, 12 times as desolation, 10 times as desolate, three times as waste, and only one time as wonderful. I'm not exactly sure why they chose wonderful on that, but a lot of times it's good to be able to actually look at the Hebrew and I'm not saying that, you know, you've got to be a Hebrew Greek scholar, but to actually get the full concept of the word and it's biblical outline of usage is typically, um, astonishment, waste, horror, appallment, waste, horror of land, city, state type of thing. So it doesn't mean wonderful. Oh, this is so good. That's not what it means here. Okay. In this particular context. Uh, and I really like using this, it's this blueletterbible.org. I go up there all the time, okay? Blueletterbible.org. You can, whatever keyword uh, search you're looking for, a lot of times it'll help you find that. Like if you, oh, I remember that verse, I remember these two words. Well, you can key it in there. The only thing it doesn't do is it doesn't self-correct. Like if you type the word wrong, because uh, I'm, I'm notorious for doing that, typing in like the wrong spelling. And um, you have to have the right spelling and it doesn't have to be in the exact order it's in, but just those words that occur in this sentence in the Bible. And then you can pretty much find about whatever you want to find with this. And it's free um, online. So let's go back to this. Shepherds, take a look at the church. 
Get the burden. Carry it. A gospel is being preached that is withering everything that's in sight. Everything that's green and godly and pure is being withered. He said the seed is rotten under the clods. The corn is withered. The storehouses of the right gospel is bare. They're showing Paula White, Trump's Trump's um, closest spiritual advisor, Pastor Paula White. Okay, now I've done all type of studies on this witch as well. And Jesse Duplantis, Paula White, all these devils. And these are all Trump's closest spiritual advisors. Birds of a feather flock together. They're all charlatans and they're all about fleecing the flock. And Trump is no different. Trump is one of them all the way. And desolate, there's a famine of hearing the pure word of the Lord. Yes. The cattle, in other words, the sheep, the, the congregation are perplexed because there's no pasture. The flocks are desolate and hungry. The rivers are drying up. A strange fire is devouring the pastures. And if you listen to Ezekiel, he's saying it's shepherds who are trampling down the good pasture and eating the best for themselves. Joel 2.15, he cries, gather together the congregation, the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and sorrow. Get the burden, cry, pray. Oh God, spare your people. Give not your holy church to reproach. Don't let the heathen rule over your flock. What are these shameful, disgraceful things that are happening in the church of Jesus Christ today? First of all, it's the rotten seed that's being preached by covetous shepherds. This is known as the prosperity gospel. This is one of the greatest reproaches the church of Jesus Christ ever perpetrated since Christ. This perverted gospel is poisoning multitudes even in China, Africa, and all over the world. It's an American gospel invented and spread by rich American evangelists and pastors. Yep. Rich. And it alarms me that so many people can hear the tapes and see the videos that are they're coming out of these prosperity conferences and not weep over them and not get the burden for what is happening to the church. This poison is spread all over the world. This past week I was given a videotape recently recorded I think in, in this past January in Kenneth Copeland's meetings and I listened to the speakers and I was dumbfounded folks you read the New Testament you'll find Paul the Apostle named those who they he believed were false prophets he warned and he named their names and I'm telling you now I want to if you can listen to what I'm about to tell you and not be grieved then you're blind you're spiritually blind you have a hard heart. You know what a hard heart is in Hebrew? A heart with a shield on it. So that the gospel, the pure gospel, cannot penetrate it. It's been so, the mind has been so uh, saturated with this unbalanced gospel that you cannot come to many of them. You cannot preach the truth. You cannot show them anything else in the scripture because they have a shield over them. And in the background, it just shows one apostate. This is Benny Hinn they're showing now. One apostate preacher after another doing all of his wicked works. I mean, with thousands of people in attendance. Hard-hearted. 
and some of you will not exceed, receive it. And if, if you've been feeding your soul on Copeland's tapes or Hagen's tapes, you're not going to like what you hear. But folks, I'm a shepherd. I've been called by God and I made this church a promise. As long as we're in this point. Now listen, no clapping. Folks, please. Please don't clap. I made this church and this body a promise. As long as we're in this pulpit, if we saw wolves in sheep's clothing coming to rob the flock, we would stand up and cry out against it. Now it's up to you to do something about it. Amen. And I say this with a broken heart. But I've sat this week and I listened to the speakers in this conference and I was so shocked. Oh man, Creflo Dollar. This was on CNN. Mega church pastor wants donations for a $65 million jet. <laughs> oh man. Now, Copeland's got two or three. He's got his own airport. Kenneth Copeland Airport. Okay. Not lying. He does. I've, I've reported on that. Look it up online. But Creflo, give me a dollar. Uh, he wants donations for a $65 million jet. He probably already got it. I was so hurt, weeping. The burden of the Lord came on me. That's why I'm preaching this message. I grieve over it. Let me tell you, I quote word for word. What oh, was man. It's showing this one. It's a black pastor or whatever. He's, all these people brought up like their, their tithe uh, envelope type things and these white envelopes and they, they put them on this one step on this this leading up to this altar and and he's literally running back and forth with over them like over all these offerings they're, he's they're under his feet and he's shuffling his feet through them and it, it's like i don't know is that 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 his way of of satanically blessing them or whatever i mean it's so sickening and first of all all the speakers could hardly get by because people running up stuffing their pockets with money. And the reason they do that is a new doctrine that just come out that says if you want to be blessed, you have to find the most blessed evangelist or pastor you can find because he that has been given much receiveth much. He that has little, even that which he's been taken, has will be taken from him. You find the most blessed and prosperous preacher and you give him money, you will be blessed. And the more blessed he is if you give to those that are most blessed. It's a pyramid scheme. If these men were in the secular world, they'd be in jail. Ponzi schemes, pyramid schemes. The man at the top who appears to be the holiest, doggiest, and speaks the loudest. Hundreds of people running up until the pockets were bulging. And the sinner says, is this the free gospel? Is this the gospel? Dollar bills? Yep. And I have the privilege. Now, um, this is the last part. Uh, this Todd White and Kenneth Copeland. Oh, so sickening. Now, um, I, I put my I put a link to my teaching, New Testament giving compared to the Old Testament Levitical tithe. If you want to know what the New Testament concept of giving is, and not this prosperity gospel, lies and garbage. Listen to my teaching on this, okay? It's just, I think, a one-part teaching, New Testament giving, compared to what... And what does the New Testament say about this? And it sure doesn't say what Creflo give me a dollar, or Kenneth Copeland, and all these other charlatans are saying. Now, another aspect that comes up in here is all these... Um, so much of what they're showing here are these women, women preachers up here, like Paula White and, and uh, Joyce Meyer... And in those types of people now, 
Um, I did a whole teaching on what women can do for the Lord, okay? Because we're all different parts of the body of Christ. And um, the Bible is very, very clear on the biblical qualifications for pastors, elders, deacons, and spiritual overseers. Now, I'm just going to say this real quick because this is heavily presented in this little video if you're watching the, the video. Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7 says, This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of bishop, he desireth a good work. Now, what is a bishop? No Webster 1828 dictionary, which more accurately defines the words in the times of King James, defines a bishop as, quote, an overseer, a spiritual, a spiritual superintendent, a ruler or director applied to Christ. Um, and um, in the primitive church, a spiritual overseer, an elder or presbyter is one who had pastoral care of a church. It's a pastor. Okay. That's what a bishop means. Okay. So it says a bishop must be blameless. The husband of one wife, it doesn't say the wife of one husband. It says the husband of one wife, vigilant, sober of good behavior, given hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, which is money, mammon. Well, all these guys are totally disqualified. All these prosperity preachers, number one, um, they're not blameless. They must be blameless. They must be, and that doesn't mean you walk around in sinless perfection, but you know, you're, 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 you're through the Lord. You're trying to do, you're trying to live a holy lifestyle. You have fear of the Lord upon you. You're not, you're not um, some wolf in sheep's clothing, okay? Husband of one wife, a lot of that disqualifies these people because a lot of them are, are um, you know, divorced. And, and remarried and then um vigilant probably not vigilant very much uh sober probably not sober a whole lot of good behavior well when you're acting like a maniac on stage that kind of disqualifies you um not given a wine well you know a lot of these guys who knows what they're doing behind closed doors no striker not greedy filter i mean they're all so much of these things would totally disqualify these these um televangelist type preachers but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. Oh my word. I mean, talk about covetous. You send in your thousand dollar seed offering because it's what the Bible says to do. Um, one that ruleth his own house. Man, some of the most messed up families are a lot of times the preachers. And that verse right there disqualifies them from even being a pastor. If you don't rule your own house well, that's the norm. So much of the time, it's the norm for the preacher to actually totally devote himself many times so given over to the ministry that he just totally neglects the family that's very very common and then their kids turn out horrifically i've seen that many many times in the church and i don't say that from a condemning way but man some of the most messed up children are the ones of so much of the time are the ones of pastors you know not all the time but a lot I'm just telling you this from my own observations. Um, one that ruleth his own house well, again, having his children in subjection with all gravity, that, again, is a rarity from what I've seen. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Yeah, pretty much. Not a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into condemnation of the devil. Not she, but he. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Now, 
if this was actually applied from a biblical standpoint across the board in Christianity, how many, what, I just wonder, I, I wish God would just show me the percentage of pastors that would have to step down from their position. And I don't care if they're 501c3 or not. How many of them would have to step down just on trying to fulfill these things alone? Dare I say plus 90%. Because there's a lot of, of things there. Now, again, I don't think it means you're walking around in sinless perfection or anything like that, but you're held to a, a very high standard as a pastor, okay, which they refer to as a bishop. Um, so, never does the word of God imply bishop, which was the equivalent of the modern-day pastor, could be a woman. It's such a foregone conclusion, the Bible only used this term in the masculine and makes it very clear that bishop, pastor, elder, deacon, and spiritual overseer is to be, and this includes deacons, because there's another verse about deacons, they're all to be the husband of one wife. Never does it say these could be the wife of one husband. And then it goes on to talk about deacons. It's, it's, it's a very similar set of guidelines. It's, it's not quite as stringent, but it's, it's the um, uh, husbands of one wife. All the deacons. Okay. Uh, and then the elders that are also part of the church. They're also to be the husband of one wife. So I did a whole teaching on this. I'll go ahead and post the link for it. Uh, down where, where um, I'm posting the stuff on this David Wilkerson thing that you're hearing here. So you'll have access to that and also the teaching I did on um, the New Testament concept of giving as opposed to, the, as opposed to the Old Testament Levitical tithe, which the modern day church says we're still under that paradigm, even though that was totally given for the Jews to keep the Levite priesthood and the temple all going. Okay, it's a different concept now. We're not under that. But the churches now use that Old Testament Le Levitical type thing as their justification to, you know, enrich the pastors and then also to build these gigantic churches, which there's no Bible for that either. Okay, so for this last part, we're going to hear this devil, reprobate, apostate, Rasta, uh, dread-wearing abomination of a dude, Todd White, um... Uh, sing praises to Kenneth Copeland who's literally standing next to him and this is from 2017 of introducing one of the amazing fathers in the body of Christ actually he's really special to me and I've just for years and years since I've been saved have just looked at the rock solid ministry of Kenneth Copeland and Gloria Copeland and just what they've done for the body of Christ and I'm overwhelmed with uh, the fact that he would even be here today. And I'm just so thankful. Um, he's a false humility and, and just, but you see how this would suck a lot of people in if they didn't know better because they feign humility a lot, some of the time. And, um, you know, if, if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. Jesus said, a mentor in my life. I just, what I love the most is the integrity. Oh, the, the integrity. Most, the integrity. This guy has less integrity. He literally sacrifices babies and eats them. There's been people that have witnessed him doing that with, um, who's that other guy? Uh, I, I got, I did a whole study on that. Um, oh man, that guy that, that has the Bible college in the, in the Midwest there. Yeah, I just keyed in Oral Roberts in the in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com and um, the uh, co confirmation from a longtime listener about Oral Roberts University satanic ceremonies. Uh, Oral Roberts, Billy Graham, and the Oxnam 
uh, connection. Or Roberts was the guy I was thinking of, but I believe Kenneth Copeland was one of the ones that actually visited them, as well as Billy Graham when they had these satanic ceremonies or satanic rituals at Oral Roberts University. I did whole teachings on this. And like I said, these people aren't just deceived, they're Satanists. Then another one, 100% proof of tunnels at Oral Roberts University. Then satanic pedivore baby sacrificing Oral Roberts, Billy Graham, and Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, because they all went there. There's tunnels underneath Oral Roberts University, and they, all types of, of people that have, um, um, you know, I believe even witnessed Oral Roberts, Billy Graham, and Kenneth Copeland sacrificing babies and then eating them which is what you would expect if you were luciferian posing as a christian in the christian religion because your father's the devil and of his lust and of his works you will do and he was a murderer from the beginning and you love murdering and what more would you love murdering than an innocent little baby so that's what they do they love to murder innocent babies and eat them and drink their blood and terrorize them that's what Oral Roberts does or did. That's what Billy Graham does and most likely Franklin Graham does right now. And Kenneth Copeland. I mean, Kenneth Copeland's so so wicked and so evil. I can't even hardly, I mean, he's got such a demonic, demon-possessed look in his eyes. I don't understand how anybody could possibly follow that guy. He's, he's got this wild-eyed, he's so demon-possessed to the toenails. And I've said that many times, you, it, I could just so picture him with a black robe and an, an athami, which is the ritual occult dagger, as he plunges it into the baby's chest. And I get into all that in these teachings. If you want a nice lighthearted trip down memory lane, just key in Oral Roberts and click on the first two teachings that come. I, actually, I'll, I'll go ahead and just, I'll post this link in there in all this so so you'll have it. Um, Yeah, let me... Let me just post this link. And uh, Oral Roberts. Okay, I'm just doing that now for you. Anyway, uh, it'll all be available to you uh, when you, if you access the PDF for this teaching for um, September uh, 28th, 2020. I'm going to let good old Todd Watt, Todd speak here uh, more on praising Kenneth Copeland the power of the truth of God's word and it's just a privilege to introduce Kenneth to you today all right bless you here's uh, Kenneth praise the Lord thank Kenneth you. Copeland has taught me so much the law of prosperity without brother the Co law of prosperity now here this Todd White is it's like 2019 it's a couple years for I like it now because he's got his dreads in some type of bouffant hairdo which is kind of neat, you know. It's a good look for a for a pastor. He's wearing some fruity, rooty tooty, fresh and fruity, weird shirt with this with these dreads that are dyed different colors in a bouffant hairdo. I mean, he, he looks good. It, it's a good look for a for a pastor. It's sober. It's 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 all gravity. It's just what the Bible talked about that all the all the pastors need to be operating in. I mean, th this guy looks like something you would see as a circus sideshow freak. The way he presents himself. I mean, just the way... But again, we don't do what the Bible says in the church. Starting at the pastor. That's rarely, rarely ever done. With those things. I mean, it's totally not done in charismania. I think they make a much greater attempt in like independent fundamental Baptist circles. Not to say that doesn't have its own set of problems that I mentioned earlier. 
Um, but it's just like anything goes. It's 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 like a, it's it, he reminds me of a circus sideshow freak, the way he looks, the bouffant hairdo with the, in in dreads in a bouffant hairdo. I mean, it's it's definitely special, definitely special. But I, I don't know where we'd be, and I just want to thank him from the bottom of my heart for giving me that boost of faith kick in the pants. <laughs> you gotta believe God, and, and honestly. What a father and an amazing mentor, uh, an amazing man of God. And I'm just he's talking about Copeland, the probably the most satanic, demon possessed one of all preachers out there. The only one that I know of that has his own airport and fleet of Harley Davidsons and fleet of jets, more rich than any probably any other pastor out there. Not going to compare him to the Pope or anything, but you know, you know what I mean. In evangelical circles i would say for the ministry understand his word and honestly brother copeland's a wordsmith and, oh yeah uh, he is so versed in the word it's incredible yeah. and i'm so thankful to didn't to, didn't satan quote the bible to or, but didn't he kind of just slightly twist it to jesus it's not it's not exactly what he did well i'm going to give you a little thing here um that um gets into what a wordsmith that he is because I, I give you a link to my teachings i've done on kenneth copeland and there's many um and then if you want to read more of copeland's blasphemous documented quotes and i give you a link to those as well now you have to understand these are just a small sampling but the stuff that's come out of this guy's mouth is so blasphemous and so degrading to god He's constantly trying to put man on God's level. You'll see that as a common theme that what Kenneth Copeland does is constantly try to put us, human beings, on the same level as God. Over and over. So I give you a link to that as well. Be able to be in his life. And, yeah. and I'm so thankful that he's in mine. And we just, it's love. I love him with all my heart. I love the ministry with all my heart. He's often said that you have something he needs. <laughs> and that has to be humbling for you to hear that. Yeah, like, probably his followers money. <laughs> I just get on my knees and say, just pray for me. Just pray for me. <laughs> right. They yeah. just, all this, they feigning all this false humility. Yeah. Understanding this and just the revelation that I've learned just by reading the blessing book, the law of prosperity. Laws. Now this is Copeland. Of prosperity. That's it. Let's receive our evening offering this evening and uh, give you a chance to raise your income. Because <laughs> that's what it's all about. You know, you, you, and now I'm not saying when you don't give to the right ministries, God won't bless you. I'm not saying that, okay? Because I've seen that at play in my life, okay? But remember, you want to sow your seed into good ground. That is a biblical concept, okay? And when you sow, when you put money into these wicked, corrupt, evil ministries, you're going to get nothing but rotten fruit back. That's all, because bad ground can't bear good fruit. He's a spiritual father. Money! Okay, he's doing the exact same chant, Kenneth Copeland, except he's screaming even louder than the other black preacher. Kenneth Copeland, money cometh to me. And he's and he yanks his hand back. It's almost like mass witchcraft. I really believe a lot of this stuff is mass witchcraft. Uh he's putting over the the his um I don't know, parishioners, whatever you want to call them. 
just for years and years since I've been saved, have just looked at the rock-solid ministry of Kenneth Copeland and Gloria Copeland. And You don't have a God in you. You are one. These are all Kenneth Copeland. You're hearing his voice. You don't have a God in you. You are one. You are a God. God's reason for creating Adam was his desire to reproduce himself. And Adam is as much like God as you can get. He was not a little like God. He was not almost like God. He was not subordinate to God. Either. Oh, Adam wasn't even subordinate to God. That's why he got kicked out of the uh, out of the um, Garden of Eden. Because he wasn't even subordinate to God. If that was the case, and he was actually God, he wouldn't have to play by God's rules. He wouldn't have got kicked out of the Garden of Eden. There would have been no repercussions. But again, he's hoping that you don't actually look at this from a biblical standpoint and, and actually question that this man is actually a Luciferian trying to get you into hell. Adam in the Garden of Eden was God manifested in the flesh. I mean, just total, total blasphemy. If it was God manifested in the flesh, who was that? Well, that was Jesus when he walked the earth, okay? They do refer to him as the second Adam in the Bible, but he was the second Adam that didn't sin, okay? The first Adam was not Jesus manifested in the flesh because he did sin, and God is sinless. So, that was super easy to debunk what he just said. I just did it. It wasn't hard. But if you're under this devil, he's putting a spell on you. Under anybody like him. They promised them liberty. They themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. And there are untold hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people, under the bondage of just the Kenneth Copeland and his wife in their ministry from over the years have exactly the same spiritual dna as jesus glory to god hallelujah you are a twin to the master himself we're a twin to the master jesus no we're not no we're not we're not even the bible says that we're created a little lower than the angels and they're not a twin to jesus either so again really super easy to debunk Okay, um, but he's hoping that you won't actually look at the scriptures and you'll let him, like the Catholic Church does, interpret scripture for you. When I read in the Bible where he says, I am, I just smile and say, yes, I am too. Okay, so let me, that was kind of, a, uh, that wasn't the great, greatest audio. When I, when I read in the Bible, it's Copeland saying that, where he says, I am. Okay, when God says, I am, Kenneth Copeland says, I just smile and say, yes, I am too, meaning he's God. And if you believe this heretical doctrine, why do we really need a savior? If you're God, if you're co-creator with God, if you're twin to the master, if you're the same, why do you need a savior to save you? You really don't because you're God. So you understand how this could be soul damning doctrine. And again, these are him saying this over the, I mean, this guy's been around for decades and decades. 
I just wonder how many people are in hell because of him and Gloria Copeland and that ministry. I really wonder. Uh, and I don't want them to go to hell. I don't. But these are people that we should be, I mean, having on your prayer list that God opened their eyes. And that, that is on the prayer list that I've got now. God opened the eyes of, of these people caught in these, these heretical apostate religions. God, give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. And that the fear of God would be upon them. The Bible says the goodness of God leadeth thee, leadeth thee to repentance, but it also says the severity of God. I think most of them probably needs the severity of God, the fear of God, in order to lead them to repentance. Now, may may not be the case for every single person, but they need something to break them out of this satanic stupor that they're in. I am dangerous. You understand that? Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> I am spiritually lethal, brother. That's right. <laughs> and that's kind of Copeland praising himself, seeing he's, yeah, you are dangerous because you're leading so many people to hell, you know. But, yeah, in that regard, I do I do agree with him. I'm glad you're on our team. <laughs> yeah, Satan's oh. team. Abraham's blessing is mine. The Eden blessing is mine. My circum- Sh- Shows him in front of one of his jets. It's supposed to look just like the Garden of Eden. Praise God. I'm not supposed to be sick. I'm supposed to be well. I'm not supposed to be poor and broke. I'm supposed to be rich. I am not supposed to be So we're all supposed to be rich, according to Kenneth Copeland. The Bible says the Son of Man have nowhere to even lay his head when he was on earth. He, he didn't walk around with money. Okay? And... Yet these devils will act like Jesus was walking around and, 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 you know, going around and had all this money and all of these riches. The Bible says the exact opposite. Now, I'm not saying God can't bless you, but for them, it's all about the prosperity gospel and, and all that other garbage. Um, now, I took so long on this, and I do apologize. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and just end part one here and uh try to get into part two here because i i can't really start anything more because we're so uh, far spent on time so god bless you and we will see you in part two scott johnson's 1000 plus audio teachings and pdf documents are available for free 24 7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.